Welcome to The Complete Musician, creativity at its core, exploring innovative musical ideas, thoughts, and techniques for the modern musician in today's society, with your hosts, James Nagus and Drew Phillips. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Complete Musician Podcast. I'm Drew, and I'm continuing along my little mini-series without James, because he's not here. Um, This mini-series is on teaching, and in the first episode uh, that I did this mini-series on, uh, I talked about planning in private lessons, and some of the elements that go into planning that can be there to make your students feel more comfortable, so they know what to expect, to talk about structuring, private lessons, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And each of these little mini podcasts are on different elements of private lesson teaching that I found successful for myself and maybe you might think about in your own teaching. So this short one is going to be on communication. Uh, Communication is obviously very important in a private lesson because you have to express your ideas and what your students should do with words. And your words are very important in your private lessons because they give the instructions that the student is going to follow to accomplish a specific goal. Uh, What's important to me that I tell my students um, in their teaching about communication is that your communication has to be precise and direct. And if it's not that way, then it's less effective in your student accomplishing the goals and objectives for your lesson. One of the things that was really hounded on me when I was an undergrad when I was just doing music ed courses is doing is using precise language we had an activity actually in one of my education classes where we had to write 20 precise language statements Uh, and if you're not sure of what that is a precise language statement is a direct statement that uses action verbs it's very specific you can see what you're doing and it's a verb that you can actually do the physical action to like Uh, telling a student put the case on the floor or hold the instrument up or finger with the second valve (laughs) you know use the second valve that kind of thing that is a precise statement a less precise statement is something like do this or try doing something different or something else that doesn't really have an action verb associated with it Uh, Like if you say do something or just try this and then demonstrate, that's not a precise language statement because it doesn't give any instruction and it doesn't give any kind of wording that the student can follow. Uh, Precise language statements can also be used to improve, not just instruct. For example, if you want the student to play higher, use colder air or use faster air, not play higher. Play higher is not a precise language statement. Use faster air is because they can speed up the velocity of the air. Anyway, it's very important that your language statements are precise because the more specific and direct you are, the easier it is for your student to follow what you're saying and to be able to translate it into something that they can physically accomplish. So I have tried to implement those into my own teaching and let me tell you it is really really hard (laughs) to make all precise language statements I think it's it's because music is really it's uh, subjective it's 
uh, got a lot to do with descriptions and sometimes our descriptions are very not uh, kind of vague sometimes uh, we've all heard that crazy thing that people have said before uh, or at least I- I've I've never actually heard it told to me thank goodness but I remember someone told me that in a lesson or in a rehearsal once that their section or they were told to play uh, play the sunset which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life how in the world do you do that that is so non-specific and a lot of music has those kind of things uh, I had a teacher who used to say when they wanted to brighten up the tone he used to tell uh, students that the sound should be smiling it's one of those things that music does is we talk about these kind of vague descriptions to try and get the sound quality we want because sound quality is something that's kind of difficult to describe. So I think our our, our career and our, uh, uh, our topic of music really suggests that we, we use these vague kind of terms or at least non-specific things or, or more descriptive terms at least. But the more that we can use precise language statements, the easier it is to instruct and the easier it is for our students to follow. Another element of communication in our lessons is our speed of speech. Now, I never really thought about this until I started really listening and recording my lessons and realizing that a lot of times I tend to talk really fast. (laughs) And uh, that is not always good for the student because then sometimes I have to repeat myself or sometimes my words get really jumbled up and I have to like go back and and uh, untongue tie myself and repeat what I was trying to say because I just my brain got ahead of me and I just kept talking so quickly. Uh, your speed of speech is the speed that it has to be understandable by the student but it can't feel rushed and it can't drawl. If it's too slow you won't get your meaning across because the student won't connect any of the words into an actual topic or phrase. And again, if it's too fast, then you may get tongue-tied or the student may not understand what you're trying to say and may just clearly not be able to comprehend anything. Uh, another part of communication is making sure you have a clear, strong, and convictive voice. And if your voice isn't clear and confident, then your objectives are not comprehensible a lot of times. We can't mumble and we can't not sound like we know what we're talking about. I think this is different for a lot of people, and especially people who are more soft-spoken have to find what I always heard is called my teacher voice. I think your teacher voice can be very different than the voice that you use when you're talking to other people. For example, when I talk to friends, I generally use a quieter voice, but when I'm lecturing uh, a big class of people, I usually use a much louder tone, more because there's more people. But if I'm instructing, uh, I get in the zone where, again, I'm trying to use precise statements, but my voice is strong, it's convictive, and it's clear. I make short statements that aren't mean or rude, they're just direct. And it's important that you sound convictive in all of your statements because you want your student to believe you and to follow and not question. If I told a student let's say uh, I want them to play louder and I say use a bigger airstream that's not as confident as if I said play again use a bigger airstream go you'd be much more apt to follow the second one because I sound like I know what I'm talking about I constantly assess myself to make sure that I'm using a clear voice and make sure that I'm convictive in my tone 
the last part about communication that's really important is making sure that your speech and your references are appropriate. Now we know as as teachers we have to be appropriate or our job will be in trouble. <laughs> like we can't be inappropriate. Uh, there's lots of you know I- we can't say inappropriate things because of things like Title IX and harassment or anything like that. We we have to be appropriate with everyone and equal with every every person that comes into our our offices that we have to teach. Uh, but there are also uh, things that we can say uh, that are appropriate and references we make that don't suggest things. There are connotations with phrases that we want to try to avoid or we want to at least try and not have have them uh, assert the connotation that they are used to now in today's society. For example, uh, in one of my students' private lessons that they were teaching in my music ed class, uh, a girl was teaching a cello lesson and she, to get the cello in the right place, she told the student to spread her legs. Not a good reference. Not a good speech. Uh, not a good phrase. That is, <laughs> and uh, of course, when I brought it up in the next class, uh, just generally, I said, "I don't need to explain why that phrase said to anybody is not appropriate." Of course, because. When you're trying to put the instrument in the right place, you say what you need to. And, of course, the student didn't take it like that. But you never want to be in a situation where a student would. Because, let's be real, if you were uh, talking to a group of adults or uh, a group of students that know more than they may should, the connotation with that is just not quite appropriate. What I told her to say instead is, put your feet far apart. Totally fine. Totally fine. Appropriate speed and references, no cursing, no talking about inappropriate things uh, to, again, sound like you're harassing or uh, just being inappropriate with a student. Uh, that's really important with communication. Uh, making sure, again, that the voice is really clear and strong and convictive. Making sure you know that the student knows that you know what you're talking about. That your speech is completely understandable and comprehensible. And that comes from making sure that your speed of speech is understandable. Um, Making sure that also that your speech is appropriate and that you're trying your best to use precise and concise language. I have to constantly think about that when I'm teaching now. Because again, I get into habits where I, uh, I say statements that aren't precise, that aren't Uh, direct statements that have these physical verbs, but I try to. And now that I've been thinking about it more, I'm trying to do it more. It's hard to do and it definitely takes practice, but it's something that can really improve the quality of our private lessons. Anyway, that was my little tiny podcast talking about communication uh, with with students in your private lessons. Hopefully uh, these are things that you do, or if you have some other thoughts on communication, please get in touch with me. I'd love to hear it. Uh, about any of these little tiny podcasts that I'm doing on teaching. Um, I hope to be inspired by ideas that you have and things that you do when it comes to private teaching. Uh, You can get in touch with me at coremotohorn at gmail.com or my personal email, which is aphillips527 at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review if you liked or hated this. Uh, Subscribe to us on Facebook. Uh, James will be back soon. But this is my little mini-series on teaching. Hope you enjoyed it. Would love to hear from you and love to hear your ideas. Thanks for listening.